Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Thank you for listening to Bluebells Forever podcast. This is Sherry Lewis, the host. And the episode today is called Just the Funny Stuff, and it is with one of my best friends, Anne Green. We have done so many shows together, and there's usually a lot of laughing. So it felt appropriate to release this today. Um, I love the thing of the tragedy and comedy mask, that both can live side by side. And just, there's a lot of laughing in this, but also in light of this is a hard week for me. It's the anniversary of my husband's death, my father's death. And it just feels like, how can we have these things live side by side where life is so hard right now? And that it's a good relief to laugh, but it doesn't dismiss the pain that also a lot of you are going through. I've had to reschedule quite a few interviews because people are just going through it so hard right now uh, with family members and sickness. And we lost some bluebells recently and there's time to grieve. And so this is not to dismiss the pain that is happening in the world right now, but also the need to connect and laugh a little bit and that doesn't minimize how hard things are but also we have some really great and funny stories that add a little levity to how heavy the world feels right now so enjoy and i hope you're all well and taking care of your heart soul and body thank you back for number four is ann solasky green so i interviewed you you were my third one and i knew i had to get you right up front there because i'm known you forever and because you were one of my students and I have so many stories that I knew already so that I wanted to hear those and there was one that you held out on <laughs> maybe because you thought this was going to be a really serious podcast or maybe because you just wanted an excuse for me to ask you back for more <laughs> <laughs> because then you interviewed me mm-hmm. and then I interviewed you interviewing Steve which mainly I just set up the zoom appointment and asked a question let you guys just go with it which is so much fun and that was so awesome this one we're titling the episode just the funny stuff um a couple of things like i there was a show that that i did for my 50th birthday called just the funny stuff because in our my dance studio westlake dance center we did a show called just the funny stuff because every sot signed the times i would do one funny number ridiculous like synchronized swimming barbie's reunion um i Web a wabbit green eggs and graham and some people would say, you should do a show of just the funny stuff. I'm like, yeah, that'd be funny. And so then I went, oh, actually, we should do that. And then I realized I'm in every single one of those dances. This is going to kill me. <laughs> and so I decided to do it for my 50th birthday, which was 10 years ago, for two reasons. One, that 50 was like, oh, crap, here it comes. Like, what am I going to do to celebrate this instead of cry? And it was the one-year anniversary of my husband's death within the same week. And so I realized I want to do something that brings community together and not just use laughter and humor as a way to escape and pretend things aren't bad, but as a way to kind of like laugh with your friends instead of crying <laughs> alone. So yeah. we could do both together. Um, and it was actually really a beautiful experience. And then we redid it last year for my 60th. And some of those numbers came back and I think we added a couple new things in or switched some things in and out. But because the world feels upside down and absurd and scared. That's where some of the good humor is in the absurdity of what we're living right now that like I'm talking to you on my bookshelf (laughs) on my my iPad and it feels like what the hell's going on in the world. But then like, 
I feel like I need to laugh with people because right now my animals are my best entertainment, but I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it like to just laugh with people? And you, I realize I've danced more with you than anyone I've ever danced with before because we've done my shows, we've done commercials, we've done professional theater, we've done industrials, commercials, do they name any, <laughs> miss anything? And I have laughed more and harder with you than any other human in my life. So I have to tell you, I emptied my bladder before I started the Zoom thing because I was thinking about laughing uh, with you. Like when you taught probably the best yoga class, well, the best yoga class we ever had at Westlake. And while we'd be waiting to go in, it would be you and I'm do a shout out to Win Wendy and Sindra that before this serious yoga class, I don't know what we would laugh about, but to the point of like, one, try not to pee their pants. I couldn't get any sound out. You do your monkey laugh and somebody else like and crying and sliding the wall. And then we would go in and do this totally thin yoga class. And I would next day go, hi, what did Anne do? My abs hurt. Did we do crunches? I'm like, no, we laughed so hard that my stomach and I just feel like laughter is a bond. And we've had a lot of things to laugh over, a lot of things to cry over. And when you could do both, that's a deep friendship. So um, I'm just thankful that you came on and we're not going to tell that, that story that you're holding on to till the end. Okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but I just want to tell this one and you're a <laughs> fabulous storyteller. So we've well, done I have a lot to of say, but before you move, cause I'm, before you start throwing, lobbing things my way, I just am uh, thrilled to be here on a, on a, just the funny stuff because I really do believe in laughter as a therapy as well. You know, um, oddly enough, I took the philosophy of humor back at UNLV in the early 90s, that class taught by the least funny person I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, which made the whole class funnier because he would just say these ridiculous things with such a stoic face that I'm like, surely we should be laughing. This should be funnier. But, but regardless, there's just so much therapy that comes from laughter. And, you know, it isn't just ignore, like you were saying, it isn't just ignoring things that maybe are happening in your life. It's a, a release it's a way to uh, expel that energy. And like you said, I know oftentimes I say it too, it's either laugh or cry and I would rather laugh, but it's true. I mean, it, it's a release. You, a lot of times you laugh to tears, which just, it's just very therapeutic. It's, I think it's so necessary and um, there's nothing wrong with laughter when you are going through a trying time, whether it's personal or on the national level, whatever it is, it just laughter is contagious and, Awesome. Yes. See, I didn't know that was even going to come at me. So thank you for that. That's the fun of working from, with someone who can think on the cuff. Wait, <laughs> is that right? On the cuff? From the cuff? On the fly? On the fly cuff? <laughs> Whatever. What so, are those? I wanted, so we may have times that only we get why this is funny. And I hope this isn't excluding people with some <laughs> of the things that we will like pride at inside jokes. Like, sorry, people. Hopefully this, to all entertainers, there's going to be things that relate to everybody of just the weirdness of what happens of doing any kind of acting, dancing, film. So I'm going to throw some stuff at you. Okay. And let me, tell me what you remember. Fifth Avenue, here's love. <laughs> uh, Fifth Avenue is right. a theater in Seattle that we were in a show together. Yes. Professional, was... professional theater. We got paid for this. We played um, Rockettes in the opening scene. Uh, it was the Miracle on 34th Street musical version of that that play, right? So we were, we played Rockettes, and you and I were the tallest. And um, I, there are a couple stories, but I'm going right for the I'm going right for this one. Okay. Um, and so we would enter on opposite sides of the stage and do this little shuffly thing towards each other. 
And there's this wig lady who, do you remember what's her name? Mary. Mary. Mary didn't, I don't think she liked me very much. And she would always maybe just put my wig on a little too tight, et cetera. And then one day, this was in the early 90s. And for whatever reason, a lot of people in my dance life, company managers, et cetera, nobody really liked my eyebrows because <laughs> I never plucked them. I just let them be natural. And I have light eyebrows. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I had a unibrow. They were just whatever. They, people didn't like them. So one day she said, hey, can I do your, I'm going to do your eyebrows. She didn't ask me. Who am I kidding? She's she like, sit down. In. I'm going to do your eyebrows. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I sat down and I don't know what she did. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, I kind of went into like a, a blurred state. I was very confused when I left the chair. It was right at showtime. I didn't have any opportunity to do anything with it, but I looked at myself and it's as if she put them halfway up my forehead. And I she don't did. know where she did. And I don't know where my actual eyebrow went. Like, I'm not sure where that, what happened, but all of a sudden I looked super surprised and you would know it from about 30,000 feet away. <laughs> like, I don't even know. So I'm freaking out and I'm in the wing and I'm trying not to make eye contact because I don't want anybody to know that I know that my eyebrows are not where they're supposed to be. But then I come in my entrance. Chance. Chance out. And I look at you and I think my face, forget about being professional because I think my face completely dropped and I think I tried to furrow my brows, but they were so high up on my forehead, I couldn't get them to do anything. And your face, your face was just, I, it wasn't helpful. Like you were in full shock and I would say awe, but that's not the right word. Maybe just no. awe that I showed up on stage with placement of my eyebrows what do you remember about that what do you remember about my my entrance I, I don't know because I remember like people would run past Mary's room because they're afraid she would grab you and want to fix your wig so you would just run past before she would want to redo you so I didn't know where you'd come from I just know you look so surprised but I think she widened out your eyebrows totally so they were you just look so surprised but I just remember like trying to hold it together and having to dance next to you and hold your arm while we're doing kick line and just like <coughs> like the shake the shaking and the like I don't want to hurt Anne's feelings, but does she oh. know? Is she surprised at how surprised she looks right now? <laughs> and then that part of the number was like way forward on the stage, right? It wasn't like a passerelle or something. We came yeah. way forward to the audience. Like, yeah, there was no hiding. I was front and center, splitting center with you with just, yeah, that happened. And then I do remember also with that show, because we were only in the opening number, so we didn't get a dressing room or anything like that. We had to go into the neighboring building um, we were in the do, we were in the band room, but the band room wasn't even like it was. Like, oh, that's right. It's a neighboring built like a different entryway from Fifth oh, Avenue, right. and we had to take an elevator down and cross. And yeah, so we were in the band room with the high school band, <laughs> and us over in a corner going, "This this doesn't seem right." We're actually changing our clothes here, and we've got children involved. But yeah, <laughs> we had a, yeah that was like. And then we, and then I left and then we would leave. Like we were in the first 15 minutes of the show. We would get there, do our, do our bit. And we were out. That was yeah. it. I rode a bicycle for two with, with somebody probably. I didn't ride it by myself. <laughs> I feel like I had one little thing. And then like, finally. With my eyebrows. <laughs> she was so surprised. Okay. That, wait, where's my, I had a list. Okay, here you go. Oh, I also uh, remember when we were on our way in one time, the, something happened on the bridge. That's when they still opened 520, the bridge. And it was up. closed. 
and we were stuck in traffic and we're the opening number, we were part of the opening number. There were three or four of us, I like grapes, that were all in the same car. And so we got out, this is when cell phones are still pretty new, right? So like we got out of our car, I think I knocked on the, the window of the car ahead of us. And I said, hi, do you have a, a phone that we can use? We're, we're late for the show at Fifth Avenue. And the guy's like, oh, we're in it too. Or we're going to it too. And I'm like, no, but we're in it. And they're like, oh, yes, here's our phone. <laughs> yeah. So we were able to call with the stage manager and know we were coming in a little, a little late and coming in hot. But yeah, I remember that part too. Here comes the surprise rockets. Yeah. Okay. Um, we did a show for Warehouser and it was like an awards show or award yeah. ceremony or something. And it was the music hall, which is a beautiful theater mm -hmm. in Seattle, which has been torn down, which made me cry. And we did it with Ray Charles. Yeah. Go. What do you remember? You got to save one of those stories for me because it's my favorite Anne story. <laughs> uh, right. Well, so first of all, I was still in high school. I was a senior in high school. This was my Working first, with Ray Charles. Working with Ray Charles. Like you do. My first professional job. And, um, I, he, I, well, first of all, I stole his name, his name tag off his door and I still have it. <laughs> right. I still have it. That was in 1988 and I still have that thing. I, I, had, to, I had to pay the fine for that. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> you lie. Cause it was made out of a paper with like ink. Okay. It was fine. It was like somebody okay. did it with a Sharpie. No, it was a little bit better than that, but regardless. Um, but yeah, so that, and then uh, I do remember, this isn't particularly funny, but it's such so memorable. I remember we got, we got to meet him and he told me I was the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. <laughs> I'm yeah, taking no, it. Right. I'm <laughs> taking it. I'm tucking that in my pocket and I'm taking it. Yeah. Uh, but what <laughs> I do recall, I do recall uh, you and I, we, we did some stuff before the show, pre-show. We did a little dance. We did some dancing. We did some go-go stuff like you do. And then you and I were actually award. We would carry out the awards for the presenters. So we, we had a little sailor, sailor outfit yep. on with three yeah, inch heels because yeah. most sailors wear three inch heels. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would come out and they'd have us come out for like a, a few things at a time. And then we'd be backstage for a while. And so you and I are backstage and we got hungry. We were hungry. So we had trail mix. Yep. And we were shoving it down. We were talking and laughing and maybe forgetting that we were part of a show and just really getting the, <laughs> that trail mix in the mouth. And then when they were like, Hey ladies, you're on right now. And we were like, what? Or no? Like, Mouths full of trail mix. <laughs> We're like hustling, put, trying to put a little sailor hat back on, trying to get over to the state. And we had raisins in our teeth. We're like, what do my teeth look like? And you're like, they look awful. Like you got a lot of stuff in there. That's bad. So yeah, I do, I do remember kind of getting caught off guard with that and all the food that we were chowing down on. And I'm, cause we were on, op I think we we're on opposite sides of the stage to hand the awards. And I remember just looking at you like, we're both trying to get the stuff off our teeth with their tongue and not show it. But I could, I was like, I think I was crying. I feel like there's so many things I've done with you. I'm trying to look professional, but I have tears running down my face. Cause I'm like looking at the absurdity of you trying to get the raisins out of your teeth. Oh, bad. So yeah. my part, like I loved Ray Charles, like my yeah. dad, we played that all the time. And when he sang America, the beautiful, I cried. And then they told us we were going to do, we are the world. Yeah, I, it was the performers. I was band members. I don't know who all was in this, but you it was and like I, everybody. Was, yeah, it was like everybody, everybody was a lot of us. And that song had just come out, and they gave us lighters, and I got to sit right by Ray Charles's piano bench. So like, there's his shin. So we're waving our lighters in the air, singing "We Are the World." And right now it seems cheesy, but back then it was going to bring. It was world, a big deal. It was. We were bringing world peace uh, through raisins and lighters, <laughs> and. I look over at you, and when you did, it was a Bic lighter that you flick. 
that you had lit your thumb. I think it might've been a fake nail. I'm not sure, but you lit your thumb on fire. Cause I kind of smell this smell. I might be exaggerating that part, but you're waving your thumb and you're doing this thing. You're trying to squeeze out the, like you, <laughs> your thumb's on fire. You're trying to look cool and squeeze it out. And I'm looking at like, Anne's on fire. Ray Charles's shin. Right, Anne's on fire. And I was like, do we help her? Do we roll her? And I think you finally got it out, but it was just one of those moments of being out of your body. Like, I can't believe I'm on stage one foot away from Ray Charles and my best friend's on fire. Yeah. This is my, this is such a great show. <laughs> it totally took me out of the moment. I'll tell you what. Yes. I had acrylics or something and my nail polish had caught on fire and you're right. So like, I don't know what was happening anymore on stage. Like I was transported just to save myself to make sure I didn't fully ignite. Cause I'm like, I'm wearing wigs and hairspray and whatever. So I'm looking at my thumb and you're right. It was full on flame. It was a good flame too. Where I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I'm trying to put my own thumb out. And still like, we are the world. <laughs> so I got it out. Like you're right. I got it out. And then I went to strike the bic again. But because we had had the lighters lit for so long, the two little wheels were like red hot. And I, then I burned my thumb trying to relight it. So now I'm distracted by these. I'm watching these blisters form on my thumb while sitting. Yeah, I'm below you. Like I'm, I'm like down on a stair or something below you trying to look. I don't know. Yeah, that was... <laughs> And I'm like, I'm on stage with Ray Charles, and I could not be more distracted by myself on fire. This is terrible. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear that song, it will maybe like bring a little pain. To yeah, yourself. triggers me for sure. <laughs> so now that we're talking about nails, I know you know where I'm going oh. next. We did a commercial for like a, a mini casino. It was like a, a gambling place. Cliff's yeah. card room. Yeah. So... I, I used to hire dancers. I always hired you because you were always wonderful to work with. And then we used somebody, I don't want to say any names, but she was not a dancer, but she was a daughter of somebody that let us borrow the costumes, not a dancer. So go ahead and tell me your memory of this epic commercial that we did. Well, first of all, um, the, the final product was a bit different than what you guys thought we were doing. <laughs> right. Because they put us in these, like, you know, showgirl costumes, like silver brawn panties with pink feathers, right? And headdress and high, high heels and fishnets. And, and um, they wanted us to put on Lee Press-On nails. Like, they wanted us all glammed up. So, um, so I don't know if you want to tell what the outcome of that, once we saw that commercial, we were like, the, uh, Donka Shane, darling, yeah. which is like a Vegasy song by, um, oh my gosh, he's Mr. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, but it was like this really, wah, 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 and it was slow like motion. Like distorted. It was distorted, so it was making us look like really cheap, awful, like, and it says the gambling or something without the bump and grind, and so we're like, wait a minute, we're legitimate. Do you know who we are? We're bluebell dancers. <laughs> this is not how we represent, but it looked, it was so, it was mocking the showgirl. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Forget, it had us forget. like in slow motion, and it had, unfortunately, our non-dancer person's like like close-ups on her feet while she's trying to walk in shoes or so it's like wobbling and pigeon-toed like, pigeon-toed I mean it was just and we were we were like oh this is like the anti-Vegas you know showgirl ad it was a, basically it was like yeah you don't you won't get all that other fluffy crap you'll just have good old you know gambling you know right. so we, oh so here we think we're at the shoot thinking that you know it's all glamorous and gorgeous so we're doing the, they want us to wear these Lee press on nails and so we're in there and they gave us one to share, like a packet to share that had two sets in it. 
and I was, I think, still doing my makeup and Sherry's putting on her Lee press on nails where you like take the adhesive off the back, right? And you just slap yeah. them on. And so she's doing all of hers and, and, you know, and she's like, oh my gosh, these are great. These look beautiful. They're pink, like everything else was. And then she goes back to doing her makeup or whatever. And so then it's my turn to do the Lee press on nails and I take a look at what's left. And I'm like, wait a minute, let me see your hands. And she's like, what? Don't they look, you know, they're so beautiful. Look how beautiful my hands are. I'm like, but what's left? And so she used, like, I don't know who's, I think they were made for like a seven-year-old. Like the pinky nail was tiny baby. Like no adult pinky would ever house that nail. So Sherry, instead of like divvying it up, you know, in the two sets and knowing which would be, she just chose all the ones that were big and pretty. And she put them on her hands and left me with these ones that like the pinkies alone barely even fit on my pinky. But then I had to put pinky ones onto my ring. <laughs> Fingers. Right. So it started to look like I just had a pink stripe down the center of my <laughs> nail. I'm like, what? And so I think I didn't I get you to give me a couple of your. I think so. They were already stuck on there. Oh my gosh. So after we get through all of that, we get them on and we can barely do anything. And you know, and they're like, okay, it's lunchtime. And we're like, what? wait a minute. <laughs> like, I just finally got these things on. So then I think I even took mine off. And anyways, yeah, that. No, because we we ate with them on, which was hard to eat. Oh, I we did. So we're trying to eat with these nails. And then I remember before the shoot, because they didn't fit right, we had like little bits of feathers and glitter that were stuck to the oh, adhesive. Yeah. <laughs> so when they do a close-up, it looked, it was just, it actually added to what they were probably trying to do. <laughs> and all, and the way they shot that, we were on this platform. It wasn't very big. And they were shooting it from different angles. And they had us doing paddle turns. And they go, let's shoot it from above. So they wanted to, they were shooting the top of our headpiece. So it kind of looked cool, but then they wanted us to spot the ceiling and do paddle turns. So anybody listening who knows what a paddle turn is, try doing this right now while you're listening, spot the ceiling and see how sick you get. So we're, we're doing the paddle turns. I think you and I were struggling, but you know, we're professional. Yeah, and the non-dancer, she was, she got really nauseous. I think she almost fell off. They did. Oh, she did fall off or they, she almost fell off and they caught her. She got so dizzy. And then uh, they go, are you okay? And she I feel nauseous. And I go, are you spotting? And the costume designer goes, she's spotting. Get her G-string off. <laughs> Do you remember this? They thought, yes. you know, what we think of spotting for dance is costume designer's nightmare for anything <laughs> on your lower half. So uh, get her off. She's spotting. So oh that was, God. yeah, that was a lot of, I think we laughed the oh, whole way through. So much, so much laughter. And we got paid for it. And then we saw the outcome and went, yeah, we oh. still got we still got sandwiches out of that and a little bit of money. <laughs> so it's like when you're like hurting as a dancer, like you'll feed us and give yeah. me press on nails that might last a whole day. I'm in. And then we also did a video for it was a, a um, as a dentist or he de developed some kind of a technology of shave clean and shave. It was his retirement of a dentist, and so we did this commercial where we're in not a commercial, but a video with Pat Cashman, if anybody knows him, was in it, but we didn't film it with him. In nurses' outfits and white tights. I think it was being choreographed on the spot by my friend Denise Smithheiser. We were doing hip hop, which we shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> in nurses' outfits, and it was like green screen so that we were standing on top of like beakers. And I don't even remember what was fun, funny about this. All I know is I remember laughing so hard and coming out and like, Looking at the video, we're crying, but we're still professional. We're still pulling it together. I have no idea what's funny about that shoot, except for that we were laughing again. Well, I think, it, I know, I, I laugh so hard on that, too. I, I, I don't even know how they got usable footage, because I feel like I was just, tears were streaming the entire time. Well, I mean, one of them was like, 
I don't know what it's called, so I'm sorry to anybody in the dental world. I'm going to say it wrong, but is it like a, a stunt or whatever the thing that they stick when they do a root canal? Yeah, like that's a, a, a it's not a shunt, right? It's a stunt. No. I don't know. Sorry, you guys. It's one of those things. But they gave them to us, and we were using like like small um, canes or whatever. Like we were dancing with it. Like we were doing like jazz squares with it, and you know, one you know, a hand on each side. Clean like, and shake. Yes, da, da, da. the shoulder method. <laughs> Clean and shake. Yeah, I mean, and then we did. If we was a rich man, I, I don't even. Yeah, da, 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 da. Oh, I don't even know. It was just the ridiculousness of it that um, that was so fun and and I still have that I mean that's on my reel because it's so it's hilarious and even it came out pretty good it came out better yeah. than the card room commercial I'll tell you that. right but, they um, were just being funny they weren't they weren't mocking it was yeah they weren't ridiculous. making fun of us but uh, <laughs> but yeah I I just laughed so hard in that I think it's just because we were like they're like okay now really seriously they're like okay so right now you're dancing on molars you're going to be a molar. You can't see it because it's a green screen, but you're going to be a molars and you're going to kind of slide down the molar. We're like, oh, okay, for sure. Of course we are. Thing. Let's do this. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. There was, I think there was a lot of work back then. I remember just doing a lot of outside gigs. I know I hired you for like John L. Scott things and yeah. fashion shows. Like there was just a lot of work, but I'm like Christmas gigs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We did a lot of those. I remember like, this is going to be fun. I'm going to hire Ann because she's professional. But I have to be super careful that I don't look at her <laughs> because I might lose it. Okay. So I, because I'm the interviewer, can you ask me a question? Uh, yes. Okay. My, can you ask me what my funniest um, professional on stage outside of Bluebells was? Can you ask me? So it sounds like an interview. So Sherry, tell me what is the funniest episode on stage outside of being a Bluebell that's ever happened to you? So glad you asked. Okay. So I was in <laughs> South Pacific at the Fifth Avenue Theater. And we were all white girls and we were the nurses in one scene. And then we were the Tahitian women with just some body makeup and black wigs, which everybody totally believed us. But the opening of Valley High, we were sit, they had a waterfall on the stage where they had actually jacuzzi tubs built into the stage. So the waterfall would come into the jacuzzi where the audience couldn't see that. So it's supposed to be like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. It's got foliage. And my place was on a rock between the two hot tubs that I was supposed to sit. And I think I was mending a net or somebody was combing their hair. We were singing Valley High, which is way out of my range anyway. So at the rehearsal, Sing it. Would, just kidding. Valley High. Oh, oh that's uh, right I think Sing I hit a, hit a wrong note there. But <laughs> when we practiced, I would hit my spot and then we would sing that and then the scene would happen. Well, at opening night, well, it was preview. It was like press and, you know, the friends and family. Whenever we had done it before at the tech rehearsal, the the companist was down below with the piano light on so I could at least see where I was on the stage. So that night I go to sit in where I think the rock is and I fell backwards into the jacuzzi in a the total blackout. So oh my gosh. I guess what the director saw, because he heard the splash and he goes, I wonder who it is. And he saw I was missing and he had to leave the theater because he's laughing so hard. Oh, <laughs> but it, and when you're underwater, you don't know what ends up and it was pitch black. I'm just like, what the hell? Like I had no idea how I got out there, what was going on. And then the lights come up and I see like five heads looking down <laughs> and they're kind of that distorted watery thing. And I come up and they said, looking down that my legs were open, my sarong was open, my hair, because this is, I look like Cher, mermaid underwater, the hair was just taking up the whole jacuzzi. One of my friends was partly in that she peed because she was laughing so hard. So now there's urine in the hot tub, the number is going on. 
And one of this, I don't know, Barry Snar, he reaches in, he goes, honey, you're mic'd. you got to get out before oh you get my elected. God. <laughs> so oh. he helps me out. My wig is sideways and dripping. <laughs> and so I have to sit on the rock and I'm looking, the whole cast is like trying to sing and they're crying, like just like trying not to laugh. And we're all like, <laughs> and I, I'm like cold and wet. And then I had to do the dance number. So everywhere I went on stage was wet and people oh were my flipping. God. And it was like, I, ha I can't leave the stage. I guess I could have just walked off. It probably would have made more sense. But then I go by. The show goes, must go on. It is. Like, I'm a professional. I remember her grabbing my wig off my head. Oh, um, Mary. Seriously. It took some of my own hair with it. Yeah. Um, and then she was mad at me. And I'm sitting in her chair where she's, like, really mad. Then, then I told her what happened. And she actually laughed, which I heard does not happen all the time. But I think I ruined, like, their, you know, their wigs. But the whole rest of the show, people would just look at me and just lose it. And they, again, we're trying, we can still, the audience can't tell that what, this is maybe not right, that she, that I was, and then they start calling me Ariel. Like when I go to auditions, they're like, yes, oh. Esther Williams, Ariel, whatever you want to call me. Now you remember me <laughs> for the next audition. But I just remember like, again, that absurdity of like, how, how did I get underwater? Like I did no idea, just sat in the water. And you probably came out without any body makeup on. Yeah, I was no longer Tahitian. <laughs> it was the body makeup and the urine in the jacuzzi. Nobody wanted to ever <laughs> go back in there. So it's it's really, bad. it's actually, I mean, it's only funny because you survived it because that's frightening. But I mean, it is hilarious. I think what it is, it's like anybody in a show knows that, you know, you kind of live, especially in a show that runs for a long time, you kind of live for those funny moments. And, and when, when they happen, they just, they're just amplified even more where it's almost like it, it's, it's, it's like cuckoo birds funny to you because it's out of the norm and it just strikes you. It just strikes you. It's so funny that that thing happened. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> right. We rehearse this every night and no one has ever fallen in. And one of the direct, I think it was a director said, we kept saying, don't forget to put glow tape down. We uh -huh. forgot to put glow tape. Down. <laughs> so <sighs> was it down for the next show? I think so. And I think I probably held on to the, the floor and the rocks to make sure I got to my spot. Cause it was like total blackout. It's just supposed to find your way. Oh my gosh. That's crazy, Sherry. So before <laughs> your story that we're waiting for, I'm also oh. thinking of absurdity of just doing just the funny stuff. Cause we've done a lot of comedy numbers together. We've been little kids and I love a wabbit, mm. but we've done a piece called Barbie's reunion and it's come back year after year after year. And this time, because we're not bendable Barbies, cause we're not young anymore that we were old, bitter, bitchy babs and barb uh -huh. i remember coming out in our moomoos with our fake cigarettes and our cocktails and there's a fake leg on the stage and you're next to me and i'm just having this moment like oh my gosh anytime i get to dance with Anne and be silly with Anne, i'm in heaven and i can't <laughs> believe people paid to watch this but i just remember there's a point i'm like that's my friend chris clark singing he's a ken and this is so and so and i'm looking around and you look at me like but i don't know what you asked me because i was not performing i go, I go what are you doing <laughs> I think like, you're supposed to be jaded and you have like this biggest and it's so sweet because this is at the this is at your 60th just the funny stuff right yeah and yeah so you're downstage of me so really your head's facing upstage so the you know the audience can't really see you but I'm I know I'm like all busy with my cigarette like ah these guys suck you know I'm busy being jaded and I look at you and you just have like this look of awe and just pure entertainment and smiling and I'm like what are you doing like we're we're jaded. What's, what's, and you're like, oh, but they, look at them. They're just, so, they're just doing so well. And I'm like, oh I mean, yeah, but now I look like the douchebag that doesn't like what's happening on stage. I'm the one who's crabby. 
Oh my God, that was so funny. Was, but there's just moments like when you professionally, but there's moments where you kind of are outside of your body going, like again, like there's Rachel, there's Anna out there. Oh, yeah. Like there's my friend. Like I, I think it's like, and also doing synchronized swimming and rolling around in water and going, what do other women our age do for fun? Like do they do, they do synchronized swimming without water behind a fake pool? Like there's something of the absurdity and getting to share it with really fun people. I think yeah. like the, the audience laugh at things, but just the backstage antics. And I remember the 50th birthday of just the funny oh, stuff yeah. that we were in so many numbers. We had a door on the stage that we just dressed behind that. And I remember just on grabbing stage. on stage. And I think every costume is black. So we're like, no, yeah. that's mine. That's mine. Yeah. And coming out with wrong stuff on my wig was sideways. But um, yeah. I think it, it's like when you do serious shows like on the cruise ship, I remember they had a comedy bit for me and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. And then doing that, like, oh, this is another part of performing. This is really, really fun. And it, when your legs give out and your body's not working anymore, like you can still perform. Yeah. Yeah. Think, well, it's funny you say the cruise ship because, well, the two, like on the cruise ship, I remember when someone would be leaving, we were awful. We would do pranks through the show to them if someone was exiting. So whether it's gluing all their makeup down to their cloth, you know, their, their, their towel <laughs> at the dressing station, we did that. We would like put um, like shaving cream and shoes. We would so like tack very easily, just lightly tack the bottoms of like a quick change costume and then there were like certain things on stage where if the, that person led us going across the stage and they did it we would we would hold back and let that person do it as a solo and like <laughs> when, they, in the, when, you know, like when they turned around to come back that we're all just standing over there like oh good time. you know we would just do stuff like that all the time to just to kind of break it up and kind of you know send each other off you know and, and there was a game we played maybe you did it too I'll, I'll do the clean version but it was like um yeah, a, a makeup sponge on stage and you had to pass it from person to person. And um, if you were, they were like rounds. So each number was a round and then the whole show was the game. So, you know, each round, whoever was holding the, the sponge, you try to pass it to each other throughout the number. And whoever's holding it at the end of each number was a loser for the number. But whoever had it at the end of the show was a loser for the game because you were, it's like hot potato. Like you don't want to keep that sponge. You're trying to, you know, trying to give it to that next person. And so um, there was the, uh, the uh i can't it's it's not clean it's not no naughty dude, it's okay we're all adults okay no it was it was um the motherfucker fuck you <laughs> <game>. <laughs> what that one? so you if you say it you have to make sure you're facing upstage obviously because the, the audience cannot see you say this but if you make eye contact with somebody you'd say mf to them and then um same thing where each number was a round and so like if they had already had mf for that round she, they would say f you back to you and so that you're still stuck with it so you're trying to see who is the mfr for the show <laughs> stuff like that and, and you know you have to get really creative and you know we would crack ourselves up and just like no that's not fair how did you get me right there i was trying to do assault or whatever it is but yeah we had a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff oh my god Bad. yeah and, and the audience does because if you know the show you can get away with it because i yeah. Like my last show for um, Rose Petals, which was uh, 1800s, they were like really cutesy little bustier kind of things with a, a what is the back? What's the back thing? A dust ruffle. Uh, what's the thing on your butt? A bustle. Yes. That's it. What's that thing on your butt? A bustle. But I remember before <laughs> I went out, they froze my bra. So I had to put on a freezing cold oh. bra. And I just like, I'm not wearing this. So I just went out with it on. <laughs> and I remember just like things that were just like, we had to play xylophones in each other's backs. So I thought, yeah. oh, I'm so creative. I put mine on upside down. It's like, well, the, the audience can't tell if you're playing. Right. <laughs> but it still felt like there was a tee hee 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 yeah. doing something like we're, we're doing a prank. Because exactly. in that show, you could do some damage if someone uh, gets in the wrong spot. Yeah. So now we lead up to the, the, the you probably have more than one. 
but at least tell the one that I won't lead into. I'll just let you go with this one. Okay. And I, this, all this build up. I hope you find it funny. It was ridiculous in the moment. I'll tell you that. Um, so in Jubilee in, at Bally's Las Vegas, um, I was there for two years and my second year there, I was a swing and I love being a swing. Cause I love, you know, I just love doing the different role, not knowing what I'm going to do every time I go in there every night. And I love the um, added pressure and adrenaline rush of looking as though you've been in that role for years, right? That's, that's the illusion that the audience would never know that you're a swing and that you're doing it maybe for the first time in forever. So <clears throat> there's this um, number called Vienna and it's a beautiful number. It has an opera singer in it. It has a, a ballerina. It has some ballet and, and all of us girls are in like um, hoop skirts, big hoop skirts and it's waltz and we waltz around and, you know, trying to keep your hoop skirt nice and still because there's a reverb that happens with your hoop skirt. If like, <laughs> if you stop short, it goes really high up behind you and then it's like a little bit of a bell. You gotta be careful. And then the men are all in like, um, I think they're like in white tights, white tight pants with black boots and like a crop uh, icy blue kind of a fur jacket, if you will, with a cap and on our colors were blue and lavender, you know, light blue and lavender. And it's very beautiful. And the stage has uh, these legs that are trees because we're out in, you know, in the snow and our backdrop is a snowy backdrop and <clears throat> it's a long number as well. And it's mostly patterns. So, uh, you know, I check my swing book to make sure I know where I'm going <clears throat> and I head out. Well, the boys were really short that day and some shuffling had to be done. So the person I thought I was going to be following wasn't the person after all. And I think my boy wasn't usually in my spot. The boy that and the couple in front of me were scooted over. So they weren't the people that I thought I was going to follow. So things, things kind of started to go wrong as soon as I got on stage and realized that all of my markers for what I needed to do were not there. And so, yeah. So so I started to do my waltz. I started to do stuff. Well, I started to do stuff wrong. <laughs> I started to go the, like the wrong direction. And I started to like bump into people. And my little hoop skirt was starting to do that bell reverberation type thing. And I'm trying to pull it together because, you know, I, this is going against everything that I love about being a swing. Well, it gets, it goes, I, it goes from bad to worse. Now I, I legitimately start to run into people like getting flares, like nasty looks from my fellow dancers going, <laughs> what are you doing? And I try to kind of go off to the side. I got stuck on one of the trees, like my dress got stuck <laughs> on the leaves. So I'm trying to pull my dress off, not pull my dress off, off the thing. And I'm trying to do my patterns. And I'm just literally, there'd be times where I'm going the wrong way. Well, now I'm starting to laugh because it's either laugh or cry. And I probably should have left the stage, but no, I'm in the middle of this whole thing. And I'm thinking, I'm literally thinking while I'm on stage, if Fluff Laco, the company manager, looks up at the screen and sees this right now, like I could lose my job. I am absolutely messing this up to the point where maybe the audience thinks I'm doing kind of a Lucille Ball right. shtick where I'm like intentionally trying to be just so off. And so I'm smacking into people and we're trying to get through it and I'm laughing harder and harder. And I have a big mouth as it is, but as I get into this big laugh, like my mouth is going wider and wider open on stage where now other people it's gone beyond, no longer are people mad. Now they're just cracking up just like, what are you doing? Like, what is the matter with you? So I, I end up with the wrong boy and I, I, I cut a girl off and they're like, what are you doing? So now there's an odd girl out and she's trying to find another boy. And it was just so bad. And so I'm laughing so hard. I can feel just the tears pouring down my face, which probably means black eyeliner is also pouring down my face. 
and uh, I'm shaking. Like I'm shaking. I'm laughing so hard. I can't catch my breath. My wife, my mouth is wide open, like a young you birdie trying to get fed, like a flip top, like that flip, flip top. top. Was it a Pez dispenser. Flip top. Yeah, like a Pez dispenser. I mean, it's what in this bright red, like in all my teeth. It just is so obvious that I'm melting down on stage. <laughs> so the whole thing, finally, finally, we're coming to the end. Oh my gosh. And the whole thing ends with the girl down on one knee, like one knee and the other, the bottom of the foot of the other leg is up. And like, we're kind of leaning back with our hand up and the boy ends leaning down like, with a straight leg bending down with his palm up and we're putting our little hand in their palm. And that's how we finish it. <laughs> and I finish like that with my mouth wide open, shaking and laughing. And my boy is just shaking and laughing back at me. And I didn't even know I needed to do this. But because of how my legs were, which was a part, I completely emptied my bladder. I peed my pants on stage at the end of the summer. Like, and then that made me laugh even harder. And I'm like trying to say to him, I'm like, I'm peeing my pants. And he's like, what? <laughs> this gorgeous cluster of a Vienna. And then the worst part was, so I get up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And so we have a fast change into our finale, which is the big Bob Mackie costume finale, 15 minutes long. And I mean, I peed my pants. So like, that's a quick change. Like I ha it's down my legs, down my, my fishnets, into my shoes, like my feet are wet. <laughs> so I come off and I drop my hoop skirt and then I drop my little, the little pants that you wear underneath it. And so I hand them to the dresser by the waist and I'm like, and I'm running and I'm like, don't put this with anything else as I'm running past her. And she's like, why? And then I just yelled over my shoulder because I peed in them. And then like away I went to my next costume. <laughs> so I put my next costume on and I do that finale. And let me tell you, I mean, you said you're, I was <gasps> freezing. I didn't, you don't realize how long 15 minutes is until your legs are soaking wet, as are your feet. Oh. And I mean, I was just, like my teeth were chattering in finale, trying to make it through. Oh. So you had, you took the bloomers off, but your fishnets and your energy oh. are still soaking wet. wet. And you're oh my gosh. <laughs> so wet. And then like, you know, it's just not, that's not every, what you want to yell over your shoulder while right. <laughs> stage hands and you know your fellow dancers and dressers that you peed yourself but wow I that was <laughs> and so I was known oh you're the girl that peed herself I'm like yep that's me. yeah that's me I peed myself on stage oh well, my like gosh. I'm thinking of mine where I'm making a wet trail on the stage from that I, yeah. If, you, if your legs were open I'm kind of assuming that some of it got on the stage so who knows like it didn't I don't know how it didn't <laughs> Like my pantalones, like the little pantaloons, they, they, everything was just, I don't know how it didn't, but no, I did wicking. not leave anything on the stage. It was all in my clothes. <laughs> right. Special wicking pantaloons. So when people say oh. leave it all on the stage, they don't mean that. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that just the whole thing seems so surreal. And then to end it by, you know, urinating really just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I think if, it. I think if anyone's listening, I'm 60 and 50, but I think you need to hire us as a duo because <laughs> we both, yeah. We're, if it's urinating or, or, or yeah, falling into the water, we have a special oh, dynamic duo that, that we can bring anytime, especially as being older that I think the bladder control now, <laughs> I don't think it would take as much for me to do that 
Like if, well, that was just we, so shock. I was 24. That's what was so shocking. I didn't even know I had to pee. That was the thing. <laughs> it wasn't even like, oh, I better be careful. I, I got to be careful in this ending because I got to pee. No, I hit that. I laughed. I peed. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like I'm actually peeing right now in front of 1,500 people and my 94 castmates. Like, it wasn't even a thought because at 24, that stuff doesn't really that doesn't oh even. Oh my gosh! No. Oh, so good, so good. And the show goes on. And the show okay. goes on. And so this is where we'll leave it because I don't, I don't, I have other stories, but that's just where that needs to end. <laughs> um, and I think it's like when you can laugh about it instead of like, oh my gosh, if anyone found it, like, yeah, I did that. I peed. Oh, I laughed the entire time because, it, like, how, first of all, how do you keep that to yourself? Like, that's a story that you've got to go back downstairs and go, you guys, I don't know if you know, but I told him I peed myself in Vienna. <laughs> like, do you guys know what just happened? And because really, I also wanted to deflect from the fact that I just screwed up so much during that number. Right. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, that was yeah, funny. Like, we'll let that one go because she peed herself. So that you can go. say the show is so good. I laughed, I cried, I screwed everything up, and I peed. It's a good night. So it's a good, uh, good time. I kept my job, so I guess left didn't see it. <laughs> did you ever, did she ever find, I mean, I'm sure if you announced it backstage, did you ever get called out for it? Or, oh, no. Not for the I peeing, mean, but for. No, 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 no. I never, mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that to her attention. Right. No. Just peek in her office. By the way, I just peed on stage, and I screwed up the whole Vienna piece. Did you see Vienna by any chance? No. Oh, good. Okay. So I peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so I look forward to more opportunities to perform with you, even if, you know, we're, we're with a walker or whatever. We'll, whatever. We'll just, keep, we'll just keep doing it. We'll just be bitter, more bitter Barbies and whatever that brings. Because it's always so much fun to perform with you because, like, okay, I need a laugh. And we can somehow <laughs> still... Pull up professionalism until there's water involved. So please hire us because yes. your senior citizen homes needs us to come do our do our bus and truck tour to your uh, to your uh. town. So Anne, thank you for that because I was sad that that story didn't come out in the first month. No, it needed to be its own episode. So if anyone's listening has a peeing on stage story, contact yeah. me. We can Gotta do a whole it. a whole series on on that. So. Thank Love you, my it. friend. Thank you. So much fun as always. So I will I'll get you back for some other reason. We'll just make you a, a, a returning guest because there's always more and more stories to tell. I would be honored. Thank you. Bye, Bye. friend. Bye.